Welcome back, everyone, to a very autumnal episode of Anime Was Not a Mistake. Uh, as always, I'm one of your hosts, Dan Ryan, and if you ask me who I'm wearing, I'll say it's the Choco Boutique. Mm. Very expensive. Yes. And I'm joined, as always, by the other host, Jonathan. Um, Want to introduce yourself? How tantalizing to see you all and your shining young faces on this auspicious day. <laughs> <laughs> I won't be around forever, apparently. <laughs> of course, of course, yeah. An eel, a snake, for your pleasure. Oh, yeah, that's right. Mm, yes. Much to discuss. Including my gal gal. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, uh, as always, before we get going, do mm. we have any anime, life, oh. video game, or film news? Quite a few things, These actually. Yeah, to discuss. So, so, I mean, I'll take them as they come in my mindset, but I did share this with you on Instagram on Thanksgiving. Because you know I do love this particular comedian all uh, um, at home with Amy Sedaris and their mm-hmm. other work. Cola Scola put out... A, a fake cancelled pilot for a western okay entitler, entitled sorry um our home out west in which he plays most of the characters okay and it's assigned homework for you it's a 30 minute special but mm-hmm. it truly it should be an entire adult swim series it has like Amy Sedaris it has a few other standout uh, comedians I think Aidy Bryan from SNL was in there for a short time mm-hmm. I just I, I love the camp I love Cole's humor it's just so stupidly overdone as a western her playing like this brothel owner with a heart of gold. Uh-huh. <laughs> it, it's just perfect. Like, what more could I ask for for a Thanksgiving little gift before Christmas? Well, I am familiar with those types of shows, so yeah. I should check it out. Yeah. Because I, I like it when they... Because I think it was... Um, It didn't even end up... I think it was an intentional pilot, but there was way back in the day, there was that... Uh, that one where Owen Wilson plays a motorcycle mm. and Jack Black is like rides oh, yeah, around yeah, yeah. on him and fights yeah. crime. I remember that. And that was only the pilot, but it was like an overdone, yeah. like, oh, what could have been? It's, ki- it's, picked ki- up. it's <laughs> kind of like that. And I mean, I wish it could have a future, but right now it's just going to be one of his fun little projects that he shared with us for free. Of course. Yeah. Um, In terms of uh, film news for me, mm-hmm. I saw the Marvels. Oh, um, I heard their fight scene's good in that. The fight scene is good. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's very anime-esque, unironically, because the director directly, uh, like, Nia DaCosta directly cited anime. Like, there's, the fight scenes have that vibe, and there's uh, what I think is, a like, a ghost-in-the-shell backwards fall mm-hmm. reference in there at one okay. point. Um, it was okay, uh, but I think it's notable because there was a very strange thing going on with the... Um, trailers for it. Mm. Uh, because the final trailer, I think it aired during a football game the previous week, and it had spliced in footage of, like, Avengers Endgame, saying, oh, the, 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 the epic continues on yeah. from what Thanos was mm. doing. And that was that was just blatant false advertising, mm. and I've never seen them do something like that in a movie like it was uh well no because there's been a trailer there's been misleading shots placed in trailers and i'm i'm by all means i i support that because that's good to throw people off Mm -hmm. but this was like this was like a marketing thing where an announcer was like oh this movie will follow up on everything you've and i'm like no why why'd you do that why'd you lie um but there is some cool shit going on, mm. uh, because at the end of the movie, one of the characters ends up in what seems to be a very comic book-esque X-Men universe. Mm. Kelsey Grammer is back as the Beast, wow. uh, with a design that better, I guess, resembles his comic counterpart. Mm. Um, and then there is, I believe, 
in that X-Men universe, her name is Spectrum, uh, but it's the actress who's been playing uh, Monica Rambeau's mother, I think. Oh, okay. And, you know, she was like, she played Captain Marvel in the Multiverse of Madness movie, Mm -hmm. and now in this other mutant universe, she's Spectrum. Hmm. Uh, Looks like they got accurate comic book outfits. They're in, like, the classic silver X-Men basement that we came to know and love from those movies. Um, So I guess feeding from that into Deadpool 3, where we're getting comic-accurate Hugh Jackman, who's in another project that you'll have to mention. I didn't start it yet. I didn't have the time, but it's on my list. Um, But we're we're shaping up. Obviously, Marvel is is not in a great state at the moment. Neither is Disney. Neither is Disney. No, Disney flop. Um, everything I've heard about Wish is is pretty terrible. I wish for a better movie. <laughs> Unironically, um, and this the Marvels, sadly, is like the lowest box office performer of all time for them. Mm-hmm. It's it hasn't cracked two hundred yet at the same pace that you other Scorsese got his wish. Uh, he did. Mm-hmm. He got yeah his wish. <laughs> yeah, he did. Um, but. I'm assuming that stuff with the X-Men and the Fantastic Four even is going to have to ramp up from a marketing standpoint, I would assume, to try to bring some of the hype back. Because yeah. last all last week we had casting rumors, maybe Pedro Pascal is going to be Mr. Fantastic. Mm-hmm. We had a rumor circulating yesterday that Anya Taylor-Joy, a favorite of the podcast, mm-hmm. might be a villain in Fantastic Four. Mm-hmm. And then some people were like... Thurston that they wanted her to play Silver Surfer, mm. uh, and then other people were angry that she would play you Silver can't make Surfer. Make a woman. Um, yeah. So that was the civil war going on there. Mm. But I feel like they need to start moving forward on some of that stuff to try to win the folks back. Yeah, it's going to be a tough road. Yeah, but someone's got to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, speaking of my own cinematic franchise, yes, here's a season two of a certain show that's back with a vengeance, baby. You know it, I know it, we all love it. The Gilded Age is back on HBO oh, Max. Oh, yeah, okay. <laughs> uh, the follow-up kind of series, also written by Julian Fellows of Downton Abbey, which you know is a Jonathan, that's like a top-tier show for mm-hmm. me. Gilded Age, despite having... So many Tony Award winners in it. Like, every episode, I'll be like, I saw them on Broadway, and them, and look there, Laura Bonanti. It just, it's trying its darndest to have a plot, and this show just, it can't manage that. Like, there's no stakes in this, Dan. The stakes this season are the Opera Wars, the Metropolitan Opera House versus the Academy Opera House. And being that we exist in this current time period... I wonder if you know how that little battle played out in history. <laughs> well, you did. I, th- I don't know if you sent it to me, but there was a thing going around, like a tweet that was like, oh, this show is 100% just petty, low stakes yes. arguments between yes, people. Yes, just shade being thrown by Christine Baranski mm-hmm. <laughs> and such. I mean, it's great. It It's just camp stupid fun. I get to see some of my favorite Broadway people do uh, in incongruous plot element, plot beats. Like, uh, uh, someone's dating a preacher this season. Mm-hmm. Laura Bonanti's getting her house worked on and fucking someone else. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's yeah. just so much is going on and yet nothing is going on. And I guess that's fine. It's it's highly rated on Max, so your mom might enjoy it. <laughs> 
that's that's yeah, true. That's yeah, Donna loved Downton. I, I think Donna likes this, but this definitely feels like a B grade Downton mm-hmm. so far. We still want them to do the uh, the Dowager Countess Maggie Smith crossover because they do exist in the same timeline. They do overlap. Yeah. So yeah. It, it's, and she it's was possible. just three thousand throughout the entirety of Downton. So. Yes. Um, onto another movie that I saw, mm-hmm. and I believe this was a recommendation from you. Oh, really? A few weeks back, I saw No One Will Save You. Yeah. Probably my favorite sci-fi of wow the year so yeah. far. Uh, I yeah, I can say because we're at the end of twenty twenty, so I can say that. But we're <laughs> um, just holy shit! Mm-hmm. What a great movie! Yeah, I I it, it is just. It, I, I don't even know how to dis- it's just like, go into it. storytelling it, it, without it's words. Just, it, it's it's it show, not tell. I mean, the CGI, as I said, has some nitpicking to do. But of there, course. there are worse things we've seen on screen. Yeah, definitely. And there'll be worse things to continue in future. But I think it's just a great job. It sets the universe up. We don't need any dialogue. People are were annoyed at that. Like, why aren't they talking? I don't understand. What's the time period set? And I'm yeah. like, they have cell phones. It's fine. But... But it's just it's just so different. Mm-hmm. Like it's got that like the main character obviously contributes like that throwback style, um, very intentionally mm-hmm. I think. And then like the aliens are, it, it starts out it, like classic little gray dude, mm-hmm. you know the 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 by the books mental image of what a little alien invader looks like. Yes. And then, in my opinion, it starts getting into other famous alien types like the big one resembles the famous mantis men that mm. were sighted in new jersey uh the little guy listen i had one too many drinks and i went out in the street and now everyone calls me the mantis <laughs> yes <laughs> it was mardi gras dan i was out of beads <laughs> but and then like the the little dudes like the hopkinsville goblins mm. and i like there were multiple alien types there and it was just just Great sci-fi. Great to see on Hulu, too. Hulu has been giving us a little bit more gifts than we should get, I think, with After Prey and such. Yeah. You know? And that's, it's just surprising. It's, you know, I hope that it gradually gains more attention. Yeah, I think Uh, in the horror community, people have seen it and watched it. But just very good. Highly recommended. enjoyed it. I haven't heard many bad things about it. Yeah. Um, Also, Fargo's back. I just noticed that two episodes are up, so I have to... Stream that also on Hulu. I have not watched any of that. Oh, that's your next assignment to watch all the fucking Fargo content. Maybe if we ever finish Mike Flanagan, mm-hmm. I'll take us down that road. Of course. Because Fargo, when it's good, it's fucking good. And yeah. when it's bad, it's, it's never, better? It's never really... <laughs> when it's bad, it's like, oh, it's a good show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I, don't, I wouldn't consider Fargo, Fargo bad. Every season has something different for people. But that's season two. That's the Dan Ryan season. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, my next thing, I guess I'll talk about film because my next ones are kind of video game related. I did catch a new film this week mm-hmm. on Friday after Thanksgiving, um, entitled Saltburn. Was taken by one Gabe Rivera. Mm-hmm. This is of course an Emerald Fennel joint. She's on the crown, but she's also directing films the like A Promising Young Woman and such. Mm-hmm. Um, it's gorgeous. It's basic ja- Jacob, uh, basically Jacob Elordi. And Barry, I can never remember, like, Kennegan, Keegan, Keegan um, are at this fabulous mansion. And uh, Keegan's poor, and Lori's rich, and he meets his quirky, overly sexual family and friends. Yes. And chaos ensues. Um, I liked it. 
I've definitely thought about the film more after I've seen it. It's gorgeous, but I didn't love it. Mm-hmm. I didn't love it. I wasn't grossed out. Everyone was saying on TikTok how this is like the most debauched thing that's ever been put on film. And trust me, sweetie, there are some pics in that Sinister Six thing that are far more debauched than this. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so what? Someone licks cum out of a bathroom tub. We've all been there. <laughs> right? I'm pretty sure that happens in cyberpunk. Yeah, I, I can't know. be certain. I mean, but... but it's fine. It's mm-hmm. it's greatly acted. I've also been seeing online how it's supposed to be this big reveal at the end, which I'm not going to spoil for you. Mm. Um, that's like talking about class structure. But we are such in a glut of class, the rich versus the poor movies as of late. You know, with the menu that was all last year, Triangle of Sadness. We've yes. had such a glut of them that I wish someone would do a little bit different. Um, this almost got to where I wanted it to be. Mm-hmm. Um, more details, of course, when we, we see it. But I, I, yet again, it's a gorgeous movie. There are some standout scenes in which um, someone's getting over like a loss and they just have a bottle of wine that they're trying to put into one glass and it's just overflowing over this white tablecloth. Mm-hmm. And it's just like blinking, you miss it. Like it keeps alternating focus and they're just pouring this wine, pouring this wine, pouring this wine. Okay. And then it echoes another scene later on in the movie that I was like, oh, all right, that, that's very well shot. And of course... Oh, Lordy's great. Uh, Barry is wonderful. Mm-hmm. Like uh, As uh, always. Of course, yeah. Banshees of Inner Shurn and such a classic on this pod. Mm-hmm. But uh, I, I would I would check it out. I, I was a fan of Promising Young Woman, too. Um, it's a good career for her, but I just wish it just went a little bit extra. Um, we did have some people who were, like, grossed out by particular scenes. But like I said, nothing really got me. Mm-hmm. I was like, all right. Yeah. Ooh, Yeah. <laughs> Yuck. Which is another recurring theme. Like, people are shocked that certain things happen in movies. Mm-hmm. But those things have been happening for a while. Yeah, so. like when uh, like Lucy Greybeard kissed President Snow. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Which um, we were debating which to see. I was like, I could see songbirds in this next again. I got I got more out of that than... <laughs> yeah, you can see if in you the missed long run, I, the first yeah, time. Yeah, I know. Get up and sing. Um... But uh, the next thing I wanted to bring up, because I think we can finally fully discuss mm-hmm. it since you fully watched yes, it, yes, yes. is uh, Scott Pilgrim. Takes off. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't know that it was going to be a retelling. I, like, researched nothing. I thought it was just going to be a direct copy of mm-hmm. the movie with a little interesting, like, extra bits thrown in. But no, it's a it's a redux, a redo of Scott Pilgrim. And I yeah. thoroughly enjoyed it. It gave a lot of the characters that I love, like Julie... And of course, Wallace, who's an internet celebrity now, mm-hmm. um, more time to shine. I liked it. Um, I enjoyed where they went with it. Uh, I think, um, who's the director? Why can't I remember his name? Edgar Wright? Yeah. Edgar Wright said that there's not going to be a sequel, but then why have that post credit scene then? I, it could just be a tease that, mm-hmm. uh, you know, in terms of everyone getting a happier yeah. ending, that Gideon's gonna keep doing what he thrives mm-hmm. in, which is yeah, the goose is loose. scheming uh, evil villain plans, which I loved. I loved this, um, but uh, not alone. Yes, so, yes, yeah. I love this redeeming of the exes storyline. The best episode, hands down, is definitely Ramona rinse a video, episode three. Mm-hmm. That fight with Roxy, amazing. The pathos that I felt, the cinema references. The emotion that I was like, oh, Roxy barely got to talk in the original movie. Mm-hmm. But now we get like this whole detailed backstory for her. I was like, oh, well, this is this is great. Episode three was definitely my favorite. Uh, I think I I really liked, uh, oh God, who was Chris Evans? Lucas Lee. Lucas Lee. I really yeah. liked that episode mm-hmm. when they got into uh, Young Neil's yep. screenplay getting yes. adapted that his <laughs> yeah. sleep paralysis demon wrote. Mm-hmm. 
Um, and I just, I, I loved how it played with those tropes. Like, we, is obviously the original always goes into a bunch of video game and movie stuff and comic book stuff. And then this one adds in, like, the time travel yeah. cliches and everything. Plenty and, of video game references that were there. Even more so yeah. with literally, like, oh, he works, the uh, you know, his husband works at Nintendo. Nintendo. Mm. Um, it's like the bad future parody, mm -hmm. you know, uh, lots we of We realize that Dan references. Ryan is Scott Pilgrim coded. Yeah, sadly, yeah, yeah. tragically. Yeah, yeah I am. Mm -hmm. Um, but it was just, it was just great. And it was, and now you understand why I couldn't go yeah. into detail yeah, with it. Because I didn't know. And apparently the internet, of course, is upset about that. Yeah. They were expecting more of the same, which I get, but this is an interesting new take. Why can't we have this too? Why not both? Why can't we have both? It, and it was... An interesting thing, because when when the series was about to come out, before anyone had seen it, there were people making tweets mm -hmm. that were like, okay, it's, it's new Scott Pilgrim content, we're going to test people's media literacy, because yeah. there's always that fight with people, yeah. in between people online, who were like, you know, whether you enjoy this for what it is, or like, don't relate to Scott, because mm -hmm. people are gonna, you know, you gotta understand that he's also... A bad guy it's not ramona who's creating the x's it's the x's own volition yes, doing yes. that yeah um and then when it comes out the fights ended up changing to like a different kind of media literacy thing mm. where it's it, it once again brought back that a very similar fight that happened with final fantasy 7 remake yeah. which i this gave me vibes of that yeah of course and uh like that he-man series mm -hmm. where she-ra oh no he-man you, you have people well technically she-ra she too mm -hmm. but but mostly the masters of the universe series mm -hmm. and they were like you know uh people getting into fights about you know how could netflix do this to us again they're deceiving <laughs> us they're tricking us they're, they're you know breaking our hearts they're doing this and it's like, I, I, I don't know... <laughs> what makes you people happy? <laughs> and I feel like if this was one of those things where the creation was, like, taken away from the creator and there was no forethought put into it, like, mm -hmm. it's like, oh, we're going to take Scott Pilgrim, we're going to change it for modern audiences or something, but... You know, uh, Brian O'Malley was mm -hmm. involved with this. As was the entire original cast. The entire original cast. <laughs> so... And Edgar Wright. Yeah. And it's kind of like, okay, this is... You get to see all of these characters in their environment, but it's like a happier ending, like a second chance mm -hmm. for all of them yeah. to, to do something. Yeah. And I, I don't know. I mean, I guess there is an argument to be had, like, okay, people wanted a shot-for-shot -shot remake of, of the, the comic the book. Books, yeah. But the movie does a pretty good job at that. Yeah. And, and that's the debate is, like, you know, would the show, in theory, be able to fit everything from the comic, like, one-to-one -one in anyway. Mm -hmm. um, but it just, like, that surprise just ended up kind of making it for me. Yeah. Like, I, I, I you know, the, the thing at the end of the first episode happens, I'm like, ah, fuck, wait a minute. Yeah. And, and then you, from that point on, you, you want to keep watching because it's just... Yeah. The mystery of it. Every episode gave him a Ramona agency, and I was like, thank God. Yeah. I mean, there were a few people that might have been a little busy, one Anna Kendrick, being mm -hmm. that I counted her lines and she has four. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so it's not the Stacy Pilgrim story. No. That'll be season three, maybe, but but I did like that everyone who was there and had like a main feature role, like these big celebs now, yeah. they they like got back together after this was their humble little start, because that movie produced so much success. It did. For, like, the careers of everyone involved. And, and I... A lot of... 
stuff, you know, I, I guess in recent times, too, has done really sloppy work in terms of being meta. Yeah. I thought that this show did, like, a great job and mm -hmm. Because you have characters commenting on what their original fate would have been. Yeah. You have, like, uh, you know, through time travel shenanigans, you have someone trying to maintain the original story. Mm -hmm. uh, all of the, the Grim Reapers and Final <laughs> Fantasy VII Remake. The Shadow Spirits. Um... It, you know, and then the character's kind of reflecting on that and going like, oh, that's that's what would have happened to me. And it's, you know, uh, yeah. like, Matthew Patel gets an entire... Arc, yeah. You know, I was like, oh, this Quadruple is what he that's got. That's how... That's like, I was like, oh, something's going on here. Yeah. <laughs> I don't remember this happening in the comic books. And I mean, it was just... It was it was a good kind of surprise. Yeah, and I like yeah. that they give us the first episode that's essentially straight out of the comic book, mm -hmm. and then they save the reveal for the end. I was like, this is wonderful. Like, yeah. And it doesn't, it doesn't get, like, you know, up its own ass or anything. Like, because it, it's still consistently hilarious mm -hmm. the entire way through. It's yeah. like, oh, what happened to Scott? Oh, he got punched to death <laughs> oh, last yeah. week, so yeah. mm, all these, these <laughs> coins are left. But <laughs> Guess I'll never know if we were talented then. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and, I, you know, and obviously, you know, Wallace Wells and, and every line that he gives mm. is, is uh, you know. Yeah. Should invent a time machine. Go back before you started acting and stop. <laughs> <laughs> It, it was great, so yeah. I'm I'm very pleased with it. Maybe we'll we'll bring it to the podcast. Yeah, at I was some thinking. Point. Um, not only that, maybe we'll do the movie and then a quick little shoot through the series. Certainly, we'll take three episodes. So, yeah, yeah, I'll rewatch it. I'll dig it up from the the night uh, nightcaps at the theater trenches, mm -hmm. and it'll be by then our second rewatch of something. Ooh, I, well, yeah, maybe. Well, but what could I be teasing? Yeah. Who knows? Yeah, I'm going to give Dan the big reveal after we stop recording today of what we're watching for Quidmas. Oh, yeah, because mm -hmm. i got to get to work on the art. Yeah, you got to put that wrist to work, baby. Personally <laughs> hoping to infuse a Mario Wonder-style art update to our characters. You might be able to, Because yeah. someone's getting an avatar for the first time, too, mm -hmm. so we got to... Yeah. Big doings. Yes. Um, a few more things, I guess. Um... Uh, Palladian Wind, Pal Paldean Wind. Paldean Wind, yeah. Episode 3, did you see it? Uh, yes. Yeah. Very cute. Very mm -hmm. cute introduction to Team Star. Yeah, and, uh, oh, uh, is it is it Emmy? Emmy. Yeah. Emmy. Was yeah. done perfectly, mm -hmm. you know, the, like the, the interactions with them and the, the rever room that yeah. they have at each of their bases and stuff, and mm -hmm. then Quaxley got to shine. Yeah. It's, I, they're great. Yeah. They're just, they're just good, you know, little... Side Animation stories. showcases, mm -hmm. yeah. Yep. Um, very pleased with those. Yeah. And I guess my last thought is I, I finished speaking on Super Mario Bros. Wonder. Mm -hmm. I enjoyed it. I thought it was a little bit short, a little bit easy at times, but I finished a video game and that's all that matters. You did, yeah. It's one in a long time. So hopefully next will be RPG where I'll finally finish up Zelda, which I'm almost done with, but I haven't had the gall to... No, same for me. To sit there and do I like I've been I've been still doing shit in Zelda, but mm -hmm. I haven't I, I just haven't dared enter the, the end game yet because mm -hmm. I, I I don't know, I like chilling. Yeah. And I still got shit to do. Mm. But you lapped me in wonder, because I, I Which switched I didn't over. Which I think I was going to do, but I managed it. I'm almost done with it, but then I, I got distracted by RPG mm. and also doing some Pokemons in prep for Blueberry Academy mm. in a couple weeks. Mm. Um people are saying it's good. People are saying, at the very least, you gotta go in with, like, a competitive team. Hmm. Uh, so it might be a good excuse to... I transferred some boys from the OG white version. Mm. So, all the way all the way from back in time. <laughs> 
which is a very tedious process yes. on all the Nintendo technology that we have available well, to us. Well, hopefully on a new system, they'll make it a little more seamless. They won't, but they, no. we, can, we can dream. Yeah, we can dream. Yeah. Um, I, That's all I got. The only uh, other news that I have is that I believe last night mm-hmm. we got a... Using only still images, like, uh, you know, keyframes and stuff, we got a trailer uh, for the Egghead Island arc that is upcoming in One Piece, mm-hmm. uh, because uh, the Wano, the massive Wano arc, <laughs> is, is, is winding down, wow. um, and we are moving on to, a, like, immediately, we are moving into Egghead Island, there's not going to be a filler arc or anything like that, um, I think we got a few weeks of lore episodes uh, that track with the manga chapters, and then right into Egghead, which is... You know, we're we're in the end game now. We are in the the. Everything is going to keep escalating. Big players are going to be involved, um, and I'm very excited to see Egghead uh, Island animated. Because look it's, in the mirror. It's a you'll see an Egghead. That's just mean. <laughs> uh, but uh, you know, it, it's got like the future future punk aesthetic mm. to it, space punk aesthetic mm-hmm. to it, um, that I love. So that's that's coming in January, I believe. Yep, yep. Um, um, also, we got a still from Nosferatu. We did, and it looks fucking amazing from that one still. Um, there was one other thing too. Uh, maybe it'll come to me. Well, we're getting a live action Naruto. Is what um, I was going to. There's that, and then we also got the best Sonic opening I've ever seen, but it's for a mobile game. Yeah. <laughs> so Fucking rips your heart out, doesn't it? It just really hurts sometimes that I give that hedgehog some money. Yeah, we always And get... every time, oh, mostly every time, he betrays me. You get burned. It, it's just, like, why Sonic? You why? give me this beautiful, pristine Kingdom Hearts opening for a Sonic game. Yeah. And then you just take it away from me. Returning racing. playable Even if you characters? just put it, if you would have put it on a system. Yeah. That's all. <laughs> and it's doable. They've done that with other, like, from mobile to, to yeah, Switch. Well, it's Sonic not... doesn't really have the highest graphic fidelity, but that's... No. <laughs> but neither does uh, Superstars. So yeah. It's, yeah. It's, uh, it is what it is. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Well, also, I believe, hopefully within the next week, or maybe two weeks, depending on if I can get tickets, uh, Godzilla Minus One is coming out. And then also we have Boy and the Heron. We I do tickets for that. Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. I'll give a review of that yes. when it's time. Yeah. Um, very simple tangent. Mm-hmm. If you so choose, mm-hmm. give me a maiden abyssmon. Oh, maiden abyssmon. We got caves. We got pits. It's just giant hole mon. We got stupid holes. <laughs> we got we got everything on our map. So mm-hmm. uh, give me one of those. Okay. Um, I'm going back. And I, since uh, we have tons of prompts left, mm. I'm going back and I'm refining certain ideas to try to finally get them out to people. Um, the Baja Surfer and his flat fuck Gator <laughs> Surfboard are probably going to be next, mm-hmm. as are some of the missing Gym Leader Mons I didn't get to, like Mirror Deer and everything like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I finally settled on our Flying Taxi, uh, because you're... You know, I couldn't figure out how to get your Monarch Butterfly idea to work, but mm-hmm. we're going to transfer that to Las Vegas, because okay. it's neon and everything. All right, all right. Um, but the Flying Taxi Mon that I created, based on... you, you years, Ten years ago, you mm-hmm. were like, what if we did like one of those dancers with a fruit hat? Mm-hmm. So I did that with a fruit bat. Wow, and love that. And that carries the Flying Taxi. All by yourself? All by myself. <laughs> um... You but went I, off the rails! <laughs> but I think it should be cute, and I think it serves the purpose 
uh, as like the, the flying taxi mon pretty yeah. well. Um, and in that way I can get more Kingdom Hearts-esque with the Monarch Butterfly mm. to make it different from like Volcarona, mm-hmm. for instance. Yep. Um, but yeah, so think on a Maiden Abyssmon. I shall. Fitting for your uh, ongoing anime series. Yes, make it a little dark, but of course. we'll have something there. But now I will return to mine. Uh, so last episode I hosted, we did the first two OVAs of the Night Warriors Darkstalkers Revenge series. Yes. Obviously based on the cult classic fighting game Dark series Stalkers. from Capcom. Yeah. Uh, you enjoyed them so I did. far? I did. I thoroughly enjoyed them. Yeah, these fighting game adaptations. Yeah. Really doing it for me. Uh, so we're going to roll out the drawing board. Once, Once again, again, he is Trouble Man Edition, uh-huh. uh, but his, uh, you know, the, the facade, or, or what do you call it, the, uh... The veneers. The veneer yeah. is down. He's clearly a zombie now, oh. um, but he's still rocking out, and he's still Australian, I see. most importantly. Yeah. We never knew that about them. Is he from Far Away Downs? Yes, oh, probably. Good, good. You didn't bring up that. I didn't watch it yet. Oh. I'll need six hours to watch and six hours to recap. <laughs> All that footage and lore. What that could was... they have possibly filmed? <laughs> I can't wait to see. Um, but since I did cover the background of this OVA series and of the games last time, I did promise that I would go into another, uh, you know, do something a little different with this drawing board today mm-hmm. and go into an adaptation that we are not watching, mm. uh, but is very silly, and I'd like to cover it. Okay. Uh, so, Darkstalkers, spelled Camel Case to be cool, uh, the animated series was an American children's animated television show that aired from September to December of 1995. Mm, not that long. Only 13 episodes yeah. aired. Um, it was a joint production between Capcom USA and Gratz Entertainment, which was an American distribution company. Um... At the time, because Darkstalkers was new and fresh, there was, uh, you know, there were articles that were coming out that were previewing it in video gaming magazines, uh, one of which was the 1995 issue of GamePro that teased the premise. Uh, the cartoon would focus on Bobby Bridges, who was later renamed to Harry Grimoire. Ah, the far uh, more suiting for the Darkstalkers franchise. A kid who befriends the game's supernatural cast of characters and sets out to prevent an alien invasion. Wow, yeah. Uh, June Ida, Capcom's director of licensing, said of the series, with an enormous built-in audience of young arcade players across the nation and a colorful range of fun but spooky characters... Ooh. Uh, who lend themselves so well to animated television, were confident that Darkstalkers will make it hip to be scared. Oh. Snap. Sold. Uh, it's this decade's answer to the popular Ghostbusters sensation oh. of the 80s. Now, spoiler alert. It wasn't. It didn't happen that But this is, uh, this is an interesting thing that I... If we ever do any kind of Ghostbusters media on this on this podcast, oh. it does help to remember mm-hmm. that to people slightly older than you and I, which yeah. is hard to believe, we're elderly, yes. but to the generation before us, the Ghostbusters cartoon was a huge fucking deal. Yes. That took like a PG-13-ish dark comedy about four schmucks starting a Ghostbusting business, and it turned it into a sci-fi franchise. And it's where truly Slimer shined. He did, yeah. Uh, And, you know, even as the quality of sequels went down, Mm. it must be remembered that that cartoon was keeping the series, like, the franchise alive. Um, So, very much in line with that, the animation for this show 
looks a lot like that the real Ghostbusters series, mm-hmm. and it also looks like G.I. Joe, mm-hmm. uh, because Graz Entertainment was also responsible for doing G.I. Joe cartoon, if you look into this. Mm. Um, so, uh, being aimed at a younger audience, the animated series completely abandoned the game's, you know, admittedly thin-for-a-fighting-game plot, uh, and in favor of a standard good-versus-evil stories. Uh, in the pilot episode, Pyron and his magic orb friend, <laughs> who was not featured in, in uh, these OVAs, um, are responsible for reawakening the Darkstalkers simply because they're cooler than regular <laughs> humans, and they would be more fun to rule alongside. So mm. presumably Pyron is going to conquer the Earth, and he wants cool ghost people to be in charge of it, not boring, lame-ass humans. So, uh, Harry Grimoire, the kid protagonist who befriends Felicia, is a descendant of Merlin. So he's a child wizard wizard. named Harry, uh, who's an asshole. Mm. Uh, who Mm. knows where Joanne uh, was was watching in the 90s. Uh, on that train or whatever the fuck. <laughs> in that bathroom stall or whatever she was uh, right And also, connecting to that, Morgan was now a descendant of Morgan Le Fay. Of course, yeah. Uh, so, John Talbain, the werewolf who we haven't met in the OVAs yet, mm-hmm. uh, Rikuo, the fishman, uh, Sasquatch, Victor, and Felicia are the designated good Darkstalkers because in the pilot episode, they avoid Pyron's evil beam. Mm. Uh, like, he has an evil tractor beam that wakes up the Darkstalkers. Mm-hmm. The ones that get caught are evil, yeah. and then the ones who escape it are not. I played Subspace Emissary. I know what's going on here. No, exactly. It was. It was literally Subspace Emissary. Uh, most of the characters maintain their classic looks, except for Dimitri, who now looks like Heat Miser. Look uh, it up. He, I don't know why. What a but downgrade. Looks, yeah. Looks like Heat Miser. Uh, but simplified, again, into a G.I. Joe style, because that's what the studio was putting out. Uh, characters like Morgan and Felicia are obviously given more G-rated Aww. appearances, <laughs> sort of. <laughs> kind of. It's strange. They're not, like... like the, the, Their outfits are just colored in more. Yeah, the <laughs> definition of yeah. their, like, char- <laughs> like, for both the male and female characters mm-hmm. are, are still there, mm-hmm. but with slightly more clothing, so it's not like it... it Censors any? It's no. just it's just a very strange choice. Mm. Um, but uh, notably, in this version, Morgan gets butchered as a character. She's an evil Lynn esque villain instead of the nice demon that we know her mm-hmm. to be. Uh, this version of Pyron conquers planets in order to get his mom's approval. Oh, yeah. So he's got mommy issues. What's he's working through them. Name? Yeah. I don't know what his mommy's... I, I'm assuming it's like a one-off line, but I don't know. You know what his mommy's name was? Martha. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we gotta get to that eventually, too, don't we? Mm. Uh, Sasquatch, renamed Bigfoot here because audiences wouldn't know what a Sasquatch is, mm. um, has a son named Hairball in this version who just annoys everyone. Uh, this means that Sasquatch canonically fucks in this timeline. Yeah. Uh, Anacharis, the, you know, uh, ancient Egyptian mummy, Mm -hmm. is now a sex pervert who hypnotizes Felicia into making out with him while his mummy servants watch. Hmm. Uh, everyone thinks Rikuo the fishman is hot, Mm -hmm. uh, it's commented on constantly, (laughs) and then in the final episode, Rikuo is, like, 
come on, everyone, calm down. I know I'm hot, but you gotta, you gotta cool it a little bit. Yeah. So that was, again, a kid's show. Um, and although he's not a pre-existing character, as has been stated, uh, Harry is just kind of an asshole. He's mm. useless. Uh, he's in there as the Kid Appeal character. Yeah. He doesn't do... He doesn't... He literally... If anything, he hinders yeah. the plot of the show from happening. Um, it has a rad 90s opening with scary organ music. I watched it mm -hmm. uh, last night to, to do some research. And um, personally, I was hoping that when I went into a show like this, that it was just going to be Darkstalkers, but in the theme of the Card Captors mm. opening theme. So Darkstalkers, <laughs> a mystic adventure yes. like that. Yeah. But it was not. It's just kind of organ music blast and then uh, narrator who says, uh, Supernatural beings, magic and sorcery, they're back. From out of the gloom stalk your worst nightmares. Ghouls, <laughs> zombies, werewolves, <gasps> vampires. You can't be sure what lurks out there in the darkness of night. And then a guitar riff, we are the Darkstalkers. Pyron, intergalactic collector of planets, wants the Earth, and he's going to get it, even if he has to wake the undead. He summons Dimitri, lord of the vampires, to launch a reign of terror to release a plague of monsters as all one sense and bring humans to their knees. And Dan has that memorized, too. <laughs> but other night warriors are on the prowl. Monstrous, awesome contenders with bizarre fighting powers. Immortal creatures locked in battle to decide the fate of the world. Damn. We're the Darkstalkers. Uh, it's enough to make your blood run cold. Ooh. And Trouble Man is still the ending theme for this version, too. Mm. So, same same exact song. Mm. Notably, voice actor Scott McNeil gave Lord Raptor an Australian accent similar to his own. Uh, in a cast of characters that are either very flat or offensive, Shenko is given a very stereotypical Chinese accent, mm. so you can imagine how that goes. Mm. Um... This kind of allowed Lord Raptor to have more range and personality. So, thus, Lord Raptor, because of this show, got a little boost in personality, mm -hmm. or boost in popularity, I should say, uh, compared to the rest of the cast. Because of that, Scott McNeil was the only voice actor from the American cartoon who returned to voice his character in the English dub of these OVAs. Yes. So he's the same voice actor across them both. Mm. Uh, the American cartoon is often ranked among the worst video game adaptations oh. of all time. It has been covered by multiple YouTubers if you need a LARF. Um, this was obviously not a good venture for anyone involved, and this was one of those things that when you were coming out of the 90s and into the early 2000s, kind of banging your head going, why can't video games get good adaptations? Yeah. This was definitely... On stateside, at least, because mm. we already had the Street Fighter anime movie and things like that. But stateside, why can't Americans make good video game mm. content ever uh, for these movies? Uh, this is certainly in the pot of that. It has often been ranked among the worst things, with the only debate being, you know, do you watch it like The Room, where it's entertaining because it's so stupid, mm -hmm. or do you just avoid it because it's it's garbage? Yeah. Um, but that's out there. I wanted to go into it just because it's it's uh, it's so stupid. Because there's not the first thing this podcast does is teach. Yes. Um, <laughs> but now we're getting back to the quality content, which is the uh, Darkstalkers OVAs, of which we'll be watching the third and fourth episodes today and finishing it off. Mm. Um, so previous episode recap. Uh, centuries after his defeat in the Demon Realm, the vampire Lord Dimitri plunges the human world into eternal darkness in order to increase his own strength. Yes. 
The resulting darkness allows ancient monsters and other oddities uh, to emerge across the globe. Some of them are benevolent, while others plague what remains of mankind. Mm. Uh, the noble yet restless succubus Morgan Einsland uh, battles Dimitri after the latter opens a portal back to the demon realm. Their fight, which is somewhat evenly matched mm -hmm. at this point, uh, is interrupted by a swarm of robotic sentries, uh, Shaquiamon, uh, <laughs> who are known as Huitzels. A group of humans uh, conspire in kind of a nondescript urban setting. Mm -hmm. A group of humans conspire to defeat the Darkstalkers and end Dimitri's reign because the food is running out, the crops can't grow without sunlight, and humanity is basically doomed. Uh, they attempt to kill the zombie rock star Lord Raptor, but he makes very short work of them. Uh, in the mix there, in that same city, is the very kind and benevolent Catwoman <laughs> Felicia, who is just in town because she hopes to get a permit she wants to, be a star. to start a musical <laughs> uh, traveling music act on yep. her little cat train. Don't we all? Uh, Donovan Bane, a Damphir vampire hunter, wanders the earth in hopes of purging the evil associated with his Darkstalker blood. Mm. Uh, he is eventually joined by a psychic child named Anita, who does her best not to show any emotion uh, due to all of the trauma that she has experienced in her, her very short life. And her psychic powers. She has psychic powers, or and the other or something. dark stalkers seem to be drawn to her because uh, she has power. She's a contender yeah. for, for taking them down. Uh, Donovan and Anita are later rescued uh, by... Oh, no. First, Donovan Bane battles and defeats uh, Bishamon, mm -hmm. a ghostly samurai uh, possessed by a suit of cursed armor. After being defeated, Bishamon resolves to remain in his suit and attempt to battle the evil from mm -hmm. within, uh, kind of ending in a more heroic light. Donovan and Anita are later rescued by Shen Ko, a hopping vampire from Chinese folklore, and her sister Mei Ling, who transforms into a paper seal that prevents Shen Ko from losing control and going full hopping vampire. Another swarm of Weetzels arrive <laughs> and uh, destroys the sister's castle, but the four heroes emerge unscathed and ready for battle. While this is all going on, Pyron a cosmic solar entity who collects planets like pieces of jewelry, arrives on Earth and is revealed to be the one controlling the Weetzels. Pyron uses his solar powers to dispel the darkness created by Dimitri, but also sends uh, some Super Mario angry suns out across the globe to destroy cities and goad the other Darkstalkers into yeah. facing him. Yep. And he uh, resolves to face each of them one by one and take them out, because there might be an implication that if they all teamed up and worked together, they could defeat him. I wonder if that's going to happen. Who knows? Yeah. Uh, but we are going to find out today. And we will be ranking our characters. We will be. As well, yeah. Yes. Yeah. So, uh, Where keep... does your Darkstalker fit on the list? <laughs> so, so keep that in mind uh, as, we, as we go into these episodes today. Episode 3 is Pyron Descending, and episode 4 is For Whom They Fight. Mm. So any expectations going into well, this? Well, I mean, I, I hope that good wins in the end, if these Darkstalkers could be considered good to some. Yeah, yeah. With their magics and witchcrafts and spooks. Mm -hmm. um, I hope that Felicia does start that roadshow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we can only hope, yeah. And, I don't know, maybe Anita will get adopted. <laughs> Who knows? Or maybe she'll live with her new friend. Of course. <laughs> um, so, I guess without further ado, we're going to uh, chow down on some Wendy's. Mm. Maybe we'll wash it down with some Sunny D. Well, that's the scariest thing we've said. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be right back. 
And hello everyone, we are back from the dead, having just watched OVAs 3 and 4 of Night Warriors, the Darkstalkers Revenge uh, OVA series. Uh, any initial thoughts, sir? I guess people just don't want to hear musicals nowadays. They really don't. No. That's why you're hated. Yeah. That's why you're cast out of town. Yep. Overall... Uh, Good. Mm-hmm. Um, I like the first two episodes a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Uh, this kind of wrapped up its conclusion a little too quick for my liking. Yes. It didn't give all the Dark Stalkers time to shine. There were a few that were just... Certainly. Yeah, um, killed off screen or beaten off screen. Mm-hmm. And a few that didn't show up at all in our Dark Stalkers uh, uh, canon oeuvre. Yeah, so it, it does uh, suffer from that problem of being like a like a fighting game adaptation. It... it you know, I, I guess you could consider this a loose adaptation of what happens if you play through as Donovan, perhaps. Yeah. Um, and it, because of that, it does end very abruptly with some of the characters getting their, like, canon endings, more or less. Uh, but the main focus ends up being on Donovan, mm. uh, which which you could foresee after watching the first two episodes. Yeah. But um, it does, it, the ending is very abrupt. Mm-hmm. Um which I, I guess with the time frame that they had to work with, you know, they had to wrap this up in, in four installments, so yeah. wasn't really a choice. Um, but I I have loved uh, this little excursion, because... Yeah. I love the designs, I love the characters. Yeah. They're very cool. They're, they're, they're stupid, but they're so charming. Like, it's just a... Like, I want more of this cast of characters, somehow, in some form. Um... Well, that being said, we will get into the focus of today's episode, starting with uh, episode three, Pyron Descending. Mm, yep. Um, and this, at the start of this OVA, we get a little bit of uh, a very distant flashback, probably 2,000 years before the start of the series, um, in which Shen Ko and, and Mei, Mei Ling... call out to mother! <laughs> yeah, they're, they're witnessing their mother perform some kind of dangerous technique... Uh, and the way that it's edited and cut in this part, it looks like the mother is directing this attack at some kind of strange comet mm-hmm. that is in the sky. Yeah. Um, after the mother disappears in a flash of bright light, we cut to the comet itself, who is some kind of vestige of Pyron. Mm-hmm. And this is when Pyron begins forming his his, his corporal like body. Yeah. Yeah. He's he like has oh, the will to kill. Like, I, I've gotten, you know, I'm getting a sense of the, you know, the life forms on this planet, what humanity is, and he forms hands to start killing. Like, yeah. this is what humans do with their hands, they they kill each other. And yes. he forms the rest of his body, and he starts, we assume, feeling the bloodlust that he needs to match humanity, or whatever mm-hmm. he's feeling down, uh, you know, yeah. on the earth below. Uh, during the opening titles, Morrigan gives this little monologue catching, uh, catching us up mm-hmm. to what's happened. Yes. Yep. Or much, how she's feeling. Much better than the 90s uh, narrator did. Yeah. Uh, to, like, we cut back to Donovan, uh, Shenko, Mei Ling, and Anita's group, mm-hmm. where humans are steadily fleeing the from... The Castlevania village, yeah. yeah the, the, well, the multiple Castlevania yeah. villages where these giant spooky suns have set up shop... Uh, you know, it's kind of ironic that the sun has returned, but now it's killing humans quite mm-hmm. literally because these these giant sun faces are wiping, yeah. you know, life out. Uh, and, you know, they have some time to reflect on things. They're, they're like, uh, the sisters are kind of musing about how 
they've been searching for this light for centuries now, um, and now that the moment has finally arrived, they can't help but be nervous because they're clearly witnessing some kind of world-ending event here. Um, Donovan, Maine, and Anita are seemingly leaving to continue on their own journey. Mm -hmm. uh, they're about to board a like one of the many refugee ships that are it's, leaving the port. The ship's too full. The ship is, well, yeah, one ship departs very full, and then a second ship is bought by a rich family. Mm -hmm. Like, they have bought it for themselves. The children do detest crowds, Dan. That's yeah, the only It's for why. them. It's yeah, for the children. Yes. Um, and, you know, so we get some things about society in there. Yeah, this brat picks up Anita's doll. Yeah, he uh, Anita's doll is lost in the commotion. The rich kid picks it up, calls it disgusting, <laughs> and he's about to chuck it into the sea. When Anita uses her psychic powers mm -hmm. to, you know, get it back. Yeah, much like Carrie, proclaimed to be a dark stalker. Yeah, immediately <laughs> beset on by townsfolk. The the crowd just instantly turns on her, but Donovan does, you know, emerge himself to defend mm -hmm. her. Uh, but we assume at that point that the two of them can no longer use this port to escape or travel on because yep. humans won't travel with them now. Uh, and then we get a little reflection on Shen Ko's part that, uh, like, oh, isn't it ironic? Uh, you know, if you look at this valley here, flowers are starting to grow for mm -hmm. the first time in in centuries because of the sunlight returning, but this, this particular sun is now it's wiping evil. out life. Mm -hmm. uh, so it's, you know, she's Alanis Morissette. Isn't it ironic? Yes. That's what she's musing about. Yes. Um, we then get a more uh, clear flashback of well, the, the whole sister. episode. The whole episode is just this flashback, basically. Yeah, basically. Yeah. Um, in ancient China, uh, the sisters and their mother, and as well as a uh, elder sorcerer, were summoned mm -hmm. to the Imperial Palace. Yeah. Uh, because as part of Dimitri's, you know, ongoing, mm -hmm. uh, you know, spread of the darkness that he was causing, yeah. uh, the darkness was starting to encroach onto the royal palace. Just like Mulan world in Kingdom Hearts 2. Exactly. The exact same thing happens. Yeah, well, we, we mused about what yeah. the Darkstalkers... Uh, Kingdom Hearts relationships would be. Would with, be, yeah. With the gang, yeah. Dimitri's yeah. in with uh, Maleficent. Yeah, John and the Beast have a, a moment. Yeah, the Keyblade is... Donovan's sword. Mm -hmm. It all works perfectly. Um, but they soon realize that at this point the Emperor has basically fled <laughs> and they are being used as decoys because the darkness will converge upon this spot either way. Uh, you know, maybe if they can stop it, that'd be great. Mm. But they're they're basically meant to be decoys while yes. the Emperor can keep getting further and Sucks further away. Sucks to suck. Um, we get some exposition that... The darkness and this comet seem to have some kind of relationship insofar as as the comet moves around the globe, the darkness spreads further to, you know, shield people mm. from it. Uh, so seemingly, we, we have to assume that maybe Do uh, Dimitri's power is instinctively, you know, trying to keep Pyron away from the planet. Mm -hmm. But there is That'd some... Be. There is some connection implied that like pyron's presence is awakening even more darkness down below because it's it, you know uh, the earth is rising to meet the challenge kind yeah. of but that takes the form of a lot of harm to humans yes um so their best chance at at getting out of this or well like basically the only shot they have 
as they're being used as decoys uh, is that their mother intends to use, uh, like, to, to draw the darkness in and then vanquish it. With uh, this one powerful spell. One powerful spell. I don't want my daughters to follow suit. Yeah, she, she you know, as the, the shadows begin, you know... Uh, Basically, attacking the city walls. It, it yeah. is. It is visually. It is just a sea of darkness with the palace at the center of it. Uh, that's how powerful the shadows in this area are. Mm, the uh, darkness sea also featured in Kingdom Hearts. Yeah, and technically Digimon too. The dark ocean oh, was in that that's true, too. Yeah. Um, but the mother uses the Ikkyo Tenshi uh, attack, <laughs> which you know she releases a massive amount of energy, a which light dragon. We we soon realize is actually darkness energy. Yeah. But, like, mm. the polarity is reversed. Um, and uh, this dragon crafted of light appears and dispels the darkness in this area. Not the comet. The comet is still mm-hmm. looming, ever-present. Feels uh, like it's watching me. But this area is, is for the time being, safe from the darkness. But obviously, uh, not only is the girl's mother gone... She drops uh, her pog. She does. Yeah. Uh, the, the one that reads truth. But... <laughs> The Elder confirms that because she perished using such an unspeakable technique, her soul is doomed to eternal damnation. Great. <laughs> um, in, in doing this, in releasing her physical form, she is now one with the darkness, mm-hmm. and the sisters, you know, resolve to face the darkness themselves and someday free her from that mm-hmm. curse, be it bringing her soul to peace, pulling her out of it. We're not sure, but I would assume it's like, symbolically, we need to, you know, confront this evil and then just bring peace to her soul. Uh, And then we can assume at a later point, they dipped into that dark magic themselves. This is how Shenko ended up as a hopping vampire Mm -hmm. and Mei Ling ended up with the powers that she has. Mm -hmm. Um... So, back in the present, uh, Morgan's going for a nude swim. Uh, <laughs> With her golden bat. And if you've ever gotten a glimpse of this show, <laughs> you know that this is the one that people post the most often, mm-hmm. is Nor- mm-hmm. uh, Morgan uh, skinny dipping. Yes. Um, but she is greeted by a golden bat, who is a method of communication in the demon realm, who tells her of, of Dimitri's exact location. Uh, the bats form her clothing, as they do in the, you know, the games. Mm-hmm. And she muses that maybe this is finally the chance to relieve some of her boredom. Um, she Morgan descends back into the mortal realm and meets with Dimitri at his castle. Uh, she unveils this ancient golden text that the golden bat brought to her, mm-hmm. explaining that throughout ancient history, the Huitzels, these robots, had appeared before wiping out civilizations that reach their apex. Because so, they deemed that was the greatest threat for the planet. Yeah, we, we get glimpses of, like, Mesoamerican situations. Atlantis. Yeah. Atlantis uh, basically, once a, a civilization has peaked and starts giving off bad vibes or negative energy, the Huitzels emerge to, to restore balance to the Earth. Are they coming to an America anytime soon? Or? We can only hope. <laughs> but, uh... Uh, you know, so, in Morrigan's opinion, the reason that the Weetzels have emerged this time is because Dimitri is reaching the end of his reign. Mm-hmm. And Dimitri's like... And I'm the greatest I, threat. <laughs> I I really like how Dimitri responds to this because he, he you know, he's, he's villainous through and through, and he's like... 
you're like, oh, so so you're saying that I'm the human <laughs> civilization that they're wiping out? I'm not a human. I'm not going to be in their stupid human history books. I'm a vampire lord. Um, but Morgan's like, eh, that's just how it is. Mm-hmm. You're you're their, you know, greatest representative apparently, mm-hmm. uh, because Morgan frequently, you know, dicks with him throughout yes. this. Yes. Um, but Dimitri is kind of like. Uh, He's still staying in the mortal realm for the time being, seemingly because he does want to confront Pyron, because Pyron is the one entity above or below that could challenge him, theoretically. Mm-hmm. Um, so then we cut back to the city, uh, the nondescript European Castlevania town. The other one yeah. that we were focusing on. Uh, and this time, John Talbane, <laughs> uh, the werewolf, is, uses his fire magic to burn some villagers. Yeah, he is he is fleeing, and from the monologue that he gives, he is all about survival. Uh, the humans are going to hunt him no matter what, and it's survival of the fittest. He's going to keep pushing them back, he's going to keep killing them back and hurting them, mm-hmm. uh, because that is how he intends to survive. Mm. Uh, Felicia has fully set up her <laughs> musical theater show. Circus McGurkis. But she can't attract an audience, on this night at least. Um, She checks the local newspaper, and the news of her traveling show has been, you know, kind of... uh, Overtaken overtaken by by the big floating suns that are killing everyone. Uh, The Huitzels arrive at the city, and uh, kind of reminiscent of the Daleks, start saying exterminate mm-hmm. and do just that, kind of attacking the city and bombarding it with lasers. Um, and uh, Felicia goes out to meet them to fight them head on. She almost gets squished, mm-hmm. but she does end up more or less holding her own, but only gets overwhelmed when a lot of them start flooding in. Uh, she is eventually saved by John Talbane, who arrives and takes out some of the Weasels himself. Mm-hmm. But uh, you know, when all is said and done, he considers Felicia weak. Like you're, you've allowed yourself you're to get for soft. These humans, yeah, yeah. Like how could you? Why would you fight on their behalf? Like they wouldn't do the same for you. And we do see Felicia, like you know, sad for a second. Like she's like, is that true? Like do they hate me? Are they going to hate me forever? Like, is that is that what's going on here? And that seems to be what Talbane thinks, but he departs, you know, to go do his own thing. Yeah. Um, but Felicia wakes up at a human doctor's <laughs> office. Yes, he's a Felicia Stan. He's a Felicia Stan. Yeah. Um, but according to this doctor, there are a lot of people in the area that like Felicia. They mm. know that she... Just wants Open to open like, that musical review. That yeah. got great. Press. Well, unironically, yeah. they know that she put on the musical show. They mm-hmm. know that she's nice to humans, <laughs> and like it's a sign that at the very least the Dark Stalkers can integrate if they so choose. Like mm-hmm. it's you know they can be friends with humans and coexist. Uh, obviously, not all of society likes Felicia, no. but a few do. She has her friends, and that kind of you know restores some of Felicia's faith in the situation. Um. So, uh, John Talbane is still, you know, uh, is basically continues moving on at this point. His focus, again, is on survival. Um, but at this point, the, uh, military, the human military, mm-hmm. brings in their big railroad cannons. Mm-hmm. Which, uh, if anyone is unfamiliar with this fact, I think this was something that Germany tried 
Mm. Uh, during World War II, they made a big, stupid rail gun. A literal rail mm-hmm. train gun. Mm-hmm. Uh, I It had, like, a name... I want it wasn't Gunter. They they gave it some very stupidly appropriate Gundam. name yeah. for a big train cannon. Uh it didn't work. Uh, uh cuz when you shoot a cannon, Grant can tell us with with physics, mm-hmm. it will push the object backwards. Uh and the whole thing would kind of fall apart when they tried to do that. Mm. Uh but the humans have a lot of these with an entire tanker truck uh, assortment of ammunition and explosives to follow it up. Uh, and that is how they intend to take on the Darkstalker threats, because that's what they see the Huitzels as. Mm. Uh, but Felicia herself is like, no, mm. those things are not Darkstalkers, they're attacking the city itself, they're not preying on humans, they're just wiping out the signs of civilization, yes. basically. Um, so, uh, you know, Felicia is Tanked on the scene <laughs> in her little train... <laughs> Which is then destroyed by a fucking head-on blast from this cannon. A little holy shit moment. Mm. She is mostly fine, but she is captured by the weird Napoleon general man Mm -hmm. who really, really hates the Darkstalkers. Um, uh, She's kind of thrown in a prison cell. She's interrogated as if she were a spy, Mm -hmm. because this general does not believe that a Darkstalker would be acting on humanity's behalf. Mm. Uh, But the doctor from earlier, does slip a lily of the valley flower into her cell to kind of signal, don't worry, we'll get you out of there, you know, once we have an opening. Mm -hmm. Uh, That opening does quickly present itself because the Weetzels make short work of the train cannons and start besieging the city. Uh, you know, Felicia is freed from her cell by the doctor and his, uh, the, the children his of the His band village. of children. <laughs> um, and she decides that the best option is to, you know, draw the Huitzels to her and then use the remaining rail cannon train to draw them out of the city. And, Fel- like, Felicia's not, like, wired for this kind of thing, mm-hmm. so she she has some vague idea that she's going to lure them out there, then do something with the ammo, as mm-hmm. as John Talbane explains. Like, he appears on the train with her, and he's mm-hmm. like, so what were you going to do? Like, blow this up? Mm-hmm. And she's like, I guess. Probably. And he's like, I should point out, there's a tunnel right ahead mm-hmm. there, so you're going to have to decide what to do pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, so they set up a little stick of dynamite, uh, on the, the back end of the train. The Huitzels follow it into the tunnel. The animal run out. Yeah, uh, John and Felicia <laughs> scurry out of the out of the train tunnel, uh, and it explodes, taking out that squadron of Huitzels in that area. Mm. Uh, then we get a little speech from Felicia where she's like, like, nah, John, like, the humans are cool. You just gotta give them time. Like, mm-hmm. everything, ha- like, is mended with time, and mm-hmm. if you just you know, chill with them for a bit. They'll realize you're not so bad. You know, you'll realize they're not so bad. And you can both kind of learn to coexist peacefully. Yes. And Talbane is kind of like, eh, maybe. Fine. But he, you know, Felicia is clearly uh, reaffirmed in her belief in humanity. Yes. Um, so, uh, back with the sisters and Donovan... Uh, you know, Donovan and Anita are seemingly hanging behind once again, while uh, Shenko and Mei Ling head off in search of Pyron. Uh, but Anita, for the first time, gets very, very emotional and is kind of like, 
the, 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 those two sisters are doomed. They're just nice. They're just nice. Yeah. Their their strength is secondary uh, to them being nice, and they're going to go and get killed. Uh, so Donovan, perhaps to like comfort her, give her some peace of mind, decides that the two of them are going to join the mm. sisters and go confront Pyron together, mm. or at least get to the bottom of whatever this sun situation is in the big Castlevania city. Mm -hmm. So that's where episode three ends. So episode four... The Shikakuman gather. Yeah, for yeah. whom they fight. And they make big Shikakuman. They do. They, uh, they, they kind of run their program, and they're like, an unspecified entity has become too powerful. And so we have to enter, you know, a more serious phase of our program. They, they bring out Big Shikakuman, mm -hmm. and seemingly this is like their failsafe for when a situation gets too out of hand. Yep. Uh, the Angry Suns are gathering. The Angry Suns are gathering in... Uh, around Dimitri's castle. Right, yeah, in, in Donovan, Castlevania Dimitri, town. Yeah, Dimitri, sorry. Yeah, around Dimitri's castle. And then we get a montage <laughs> yeah. of Pyron, uh, you know, defeating other Darkstalkers. Dark uh, Anacharis gets no diffed first, yep. but he's a mummy, so paper burns easily, as you mm -hmm. said. Uh, Rikuo is killed in the Amazon, disappointing fans of fish people everywhere. Yep. Uh, Sasquatch is is killed, uh, thankfully in the least brutal fact. He's like thrown up into the sky. We just don't see him again. Mm -hmm. uh, and then Victor is is killed as well. I think we get like a glimpse of his. Frankenstein castle briefly, but sadly we don't see uh, too much of them otherwise. Mm. Um, so Dimitri is in his castle, which is currently under siege from the Weetzels and Pyron. As you noted, he has a bat-themed champagne Glass, flute, yeah. so he, he's consistent, mm -hmm. give him that. Um, and there's a brief standoff between the castles and the suns, but the suns win out. Yeah. Um, in this huge castle, in this huge town somewhere. Yes. Uh, so Dimitri finally, you know, steps out into the light to face Pyron directly, and Pyron quickly defeats him. And I love Pyron in this fight scene because he starts to get into it. He, he gives a friendly little smile. Gives a smile. Yeah. Um, and he defeats, uh, you know, Dimitri with his signature move. From the, He uses it multiple times. He Good sends animation. Out, Good animation. No, excellent animation. And he, he sends, you know, it's like he sends out multiple orbs and prisms of light that kind of beam around and just mm -hmm. overwhelm the enemy. Um, and Pyron is kind of like, must I be disappointed? Like, <laughs> I, you were supposed to be the strongest creature that the earth had to offer and not even you could, you know, make me break a sweat. Mm. Uh, so that, that's, that's all Pyron just wants a challenge here. Um, so the Huitzels themselves want balance. Uh, they have been running their program in the background, obviously. And, you know, basically, this is where their intentions start to uh, diverge, yeah. because Pyron wants to be a true ruler for the people of this Earth, because he's like, okay, thousands of years ago, I came here, and the heat from my sunlight helped humanity evolve and do greater things, but they're still... He calls them, like, a muddy 
butt crack or something. Yeah. Like he says, like, oh, but they're still undeveloped scum at this point. <laughs> so maybe with a true ruler like myself, I can force them to evolve into, you know, what they're supposed to be. Mm. Um, but the Huitzels do not agree with this. Their whole thing is that they just reset you know, uh, humanity at given intervals so that peace and balance can be restored. And in this case, at this moment, Pyron is the biggest threat to uh, the peace on, on this planet. Um, specifically, the Wheats will say that, that a natural state for a being is not to fight, but is just to live. Mm. Um, so, you know, they, they don't want this survival of the fittest struggle to reach this point, especially if it's humans doing it. Mm. So, um, you know, they, the, the Huitzels turn on Pyron, they turn into little cannons <laughs> and start taking him on. So they've staged an uprising against him, basically. But they're no match. They're no match. Back in the demon world, uh, Morgan is in the center of the, the demon realm city intrigue hall. Intrigue off, yeah. And there's lots of intrigue going oh, on. Uh, got three clashing demon families, nobility. Yeah, the blue bloods yeah. are, are, uh, you know... Uh, the the Ainsland clan it had you know are the the rulers of the demon realm at the at the present, but the other houses see them as a dictatorship. So while this conflict with Pyron is happening on the earth below, and obviously threatens to spill over into the demon realm when Pyron gets bored down there, uh, the other noble families, kind of like Dune, have taken this as an example, like a, as a perfect time to try to defeat the Ainsland clan. Mm -hmm. Like, they've surrounded uh, the Ainsland territory, and they intend to, you know, maybe use this conflict as an excuse to take them out, finally. Yeah. Uh, and we get several Jonathan comments from the other aristocrats who were like, Oh, but would our powerful defenders not be there to shame us? Some like, don't like the way you're running things down here. Is it too much to ask for our benevolent rulers to Morgan, save us? Morgan, you've gone batty. <laughs> yes. Uh, Morgan, at this point, just calls them all cowards. In her leather pants. In her leather pants, uh, with her open her shirt. Her white dress shirt. <laughs> that's held together with a bat, I think, at the bottom. Like yeah. a bat buckle. Mm. Um, but she is like, you know, you're all a bunch of cowards. Even that asshole Dimitri, you know, ended it's up staging more. resistance yeah. you know, more than you. Um, and the old guys are like, like, okay, you can, you can go and fight. We know you want a challenge, so go do that. We'll kick ass up here, yeah. and we'll hold down the fort. Yeah. Uh, but Morgan is like, you know, this is the battle that everyone's been waiting for. You know, we should be the ones to, to go down and win it. Yeah, and then two bad bunnies appear. Two bad bunnies appear. Uh, two shadow rabbit dragons, uh, all a Magna Dramon, show up. Mm. Uh, they, you know, attack Morgan first, and she lures them using her magic Kingdom Hearts key mm -hmm. uh, back into the mortal realm. Uh, because that is where, you know, she had intended to go anyway. Uh, when Donovan's group arrives at the Castlevania city... They see that human scientists, led by Dr. Wiley, <laughs> are using big uh, reflective machines, uh, big laser devices, to destroy the city themselves. Mm. Uh, when Donovan confronts them about this and tries to destroy some they of the lasers... God commanded us to do it. Yeah, they think that Pyron is, you know, God, uh, you know, appearing in the flesh, and they need to wipe out the... Uh, 
tainted humans. That the fact that God has taken the form of a sun in this case means that the darkness is evil, anyone who's had contact with the Darkstalkers is evil, and they have to be purged out of existence mm -hmm. for, you know, God to be pleased. Yes. And obviously Shenko is the most blunt about it, like, you idiots, that's yeah. not God, that's a, an alien who's been screwing all of us over. It's a giant angry Mario son, just get over it. Yeah. Um, but the, the Dr. Wily kind of gets under Donovan's skin, because he's like, what are you going to do? You're half-human, half-Darkstalker, both sides hate you, you're never going to know peace, mm. so either you should just die to rid the world of yourself at this point, or you keep going and suffering. Like, what's it going to be? Mm. And Donovan is kind of, like, paralyzed by this thought for a little bit. Um... So, uh, Morgan descends, mm -hmm. uh, she, you know, finds Dimitri uh, laid out in the ruins of his yeah. castle. Like, look away, I'm yeah. ashamed. Uh, Dimitri awakens and actually bites her on the neck, uh, but I don't think that does anything to a succubus, it's just, like, Dimitri's mm -hmm. re reflex, I think. Um, and Morgan now finds herself weirdly attracted to Dimitri. Yeah. She's like, you're kind of an asshole, but you have displayed more resolve than, than you know, the other demons have given you credit for. Mm -hmm. So maybe you're the answer to the demon world's political issues. Yeah. Like, you, you know, if you want to go back there and be the king alongside me as the queen or whatever, that might be the change that the demon realm needs. Mm -hmm. uh, like a new guard to replace the old guard who would become feckless and cowardly yes. etc um and dimitri's dimitri's cool with this he's like yes i'll, I'll do that <laughs> like i am your i am your density i you know <laughs> things will work out between us yeah um morgan is about to go confront pyron but then she hesitates and is like now nah, we we should let the humans uh solve this because i sense that something is about to emerge uh, and humanity needs to be allowed this chance to defend itself, kind of. Uh, so at the Roman Colosseum that in is in town. the center of yes. this town, uh, Shenko and yeah, Shenko and Mei Ling are fighting Pyron, but they're easily defeated. Uh, Donovan then uh, you know enters the Colosseum, but he is also defeated. Like he puts up a better fight seemingly than Shenko does, mm -hmm. but he is also handily defeated he has several holes blown through his body by pyron's solar beam techniques um and he is bleeding out on the coliseum steps uh anita runs to his side to try to save him go on without me anita. <clears throat> pyron again is monologuing he's like clutching his head like i am so bored i'm so pissed off humanity has let me down so mm. like you know i really need to i think at that point he's he's probably like i'm going to just wipe out this planet mm -hmm. because this planet has annoyed me so much it's not even worth saving or trying to correct at this point uh but at that point big huitzel emerges from underground uh once again reaffirming in terms of its programming that pyron is the number one threat it intends to continue its work exterminating humans after this, but Pyron takes priority. Yeah. Um, and Pyron transforms into Big Pyron. He does. The suns converge, killing the scientists who, yeah. who plead with Pyron to mm -hmm. spare them, but they're they're wiped out, so Dr. Wily is, is dead. 
And the next fight, therefore, is Big Huitzel versus Giant Pyron. Mm -hmm. Giant Metal Team team Pyron. Um, You know, Huitzel, Big Huitzel manages to put up an okay fight, but eventually when he tries to drag Pyron into space in order to get him to leave the planet by force, Pyron simply explodes and wipes him out, uh, with Huitzel saying, you know, the body is gone, but the program will continue. So... More Huitzels can probably emerge to continue the plan if they so choose. Um, but for now, no one is standing against Pyron. And he is prepping, you know, from up in the stratosphere to wipe out Earth once and for all. Uh, back in the Colosseum, uh, we get a flashback uh, to uh, Donovan's training. Mm-hmm. He had been at a monastery in an area called the Tainted Valley where humans, uh, assuming they hadn't killed, uh, you, you know, uh, humans who had Darkstalker blood, if they didn't kill them outright, they would exile them to this tainted valley. Mm-hmm. Uh, and at this monastery, they would try to, you know, provide shelter for those people, to try to help them through their problems, to try to give them a purpose, but it was obviously still a very gloomy and sad place to live. Mm-hmm. Uh, Donovan himself is meditating upon a pile of interlocking spikes that are piercing through his body and the the elder of the monastery like my bro that looks like it hurts why it, do you do this so like why are you tortured like <laughs> this place is already miserable enough there is so much misery to go around why are you inflicting that pain on yourself and we finally get some clarity from donovan where he's like i hate the dark stalker blood in me and i am compelled to wipe them out but superseding that is my hatred for humans, mm. and I am very angry at them, and if anything, my anger over that is greater than the other side, so I want to kill humans. I know that I can't kill humans, so I have to stay here and torture myself. Yeah. Um, and that is why, you know, his outlook is the way it is. Now, uh, the Elder transfers his magic beads <laughs> over to Donovan to kind of free him from this... Uh, torture device that he's mounted himself on and he i i would assume at that point donovan is sent out into the world to properly find his purpose and to figure out an appropriate channel for his anger basically so back in the present um you know donovan is losing a ton of blood it's like pouring out of him blood and guts are everywhere sis yeah shenko is very blunt about it again she's like this dude is Full of holes, he's dead, he's dying. Um, But Anita uses her psychic powers to return the blood into Donovan's body, and more importantly, you know, declares that Donovan is a good person, he's a good soul, and his blood is not dirty at all. Mm. So therefore, he should live on, and he should try to be happy. Um, So Donovan, uh, empowered now... (laughs) surfs on his big sword and he learns the greatest thing you'll ever learn is just to love and be loved in return yeah yeah like you you have to and you'll get there one day if you experience like love and hate with the rest of the world like that is how humans exist and that is how you learn to see the good side of you know mm-hmm. life as well so he surfboards up to uh the stratosphere <laughs> Where he uh, <laughs> pierces a hole through Pyron's chest, you but fool. this seems to be 
a metaphorical hole mm-hmm. as well because uh, suddenly Pyron is overcome by the kind of existential <laughs> someone pain picked up a philosophy book that that uh, Donovan had been afflicted with. So seemingly, in some spiritual way, Donovan you know opened Pyron's mind to this element of humanity that Pyron had been ignoring because Pyron had been like, "I'm above all this. Yeah. I'm a god. Whatever." Um, and he made Pyron feel something, mm-hmm. emotion, guilt, dis- something. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Pyron quite literally collapses in on himself <laughs> after being faced with this knowledge. Easy done. Um, and Donovan remains up in space. Uh, we uh, we don't know <laughs> if he's dead or if he's going to, like, depart. He's just looking up to the sky like... But he's, like, at peace. Yeah. He has resolved the turmoil within himself. Well, he says he's going to go on the next big adventure, keep searching. Yeah, and, and keep finding uh, more answers. And Anita smiles as well. Uh, the Huitzel, the big, what remains of the big Huitzel in space, uh, observes Anita smiling, is like, okay, for the time being, some positivity has been restored to humanity. Um, they're not at the apex point anymore, so even though we will consider wiping humans out in the future, for the time being, the program is called off, and humanity and the Darkstalkers may live on happily, mm. question mark. And the uh, OVA series ends, on that note. Yeah. Um, I thoroughly enjoyed this, again, yeah. I was very pleased to share this on the podcast it here. It was good. Uh, but of course, last time I did promise that we would attempt to put together lists of our favorite Darkstalkers. Yes. Um, you know, or to rank them in our opinions. So, Jonathan, if you would like to go first well, with that. Well, I've got some Darkstalkers, or one Darkstalker that wasn't featured in this as well on my mm-hmm. list. But my bottom, I hate to say, it's going to be Dmitry Maximoff. Oh. Yeah. He's just Dracula from Castlevania! <laughs> I got Dimitri at number three. Well, you know, he's like that's he's how like I feel. he's like the shunted protagonist. He, you know, Morgan him. took the world nope. by storm, and Dimitri was kind of you know, I like him. He's an asshole, but nope. he's you know, but, he's probably he gives me my Otismon vibes. Mm, so that's why I rank him. I highly. don't like how he treats his staff. <laughs> but that butler seemed very loyal to him. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> Wonder if there was something else going on. His but... bat butler was like, "I'm gonna peace yeah. out." And he's like, fine. I don't, I don't think care. he got the permits to build that castle either, but. I don't think so. It was on shaky yeah. foundations. Yeah. Uh, my next one is going to be ba- Blink and You'll Miss Him, Sasquatch. I have Sasquatch <laughs> at number uh, seven for me. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. He's uh, just Sasquatch. Yeah. He's cute cool. design. Yeah. yeah. Giving me Twilight Princess, Sasquatch family, Yeti family. Should be called Yeti. Should be called Yeti. Yeah. And he looks like. Uh, Yetimon also, so. Mm. Uh, number 12, I've got Anna Karis, not to be confused with Anna Faris, the actress. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's Egyptian-themed. He doesn't get time to shine. I like him in the game, mm-hmm. but here he's barely, he's barely a thing. He is, and that's, when I was kind of ordering them for myself, it was like, you know, 60% these OVAs, 40%, or no, like 30% in the games, and then 10% other factors, uh, so for me, Anacharis is five, mm. because he's my main when I play the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, so for that, I gave him a high Some spot. respect, yeah. yeah. Uh, next, same reasoning why, we got Victor. Mm-hmm. Uh, cool Frankenstein imagery, barely see him. 
he was a bigger part in the story. Maybe I would like him more. Yeah. Um, also, very Castlevania-esque. We fight these same people in Castlevania, so... Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's just a war between series over here. For that same reason, I have him down at, like, number nine. Mm. Basically tied with Rikuo, uh, who I like design-wise, but my, doesn't get anything to do with My here. Rikuo at number five. Okay. Same reason I put Anakaris up there, because I like him in the game. He's a hot fishman. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, after Victor, we've got Lord Raptor. Mm-hmm. I liked him in the uh, opening OVAs. Mm-hmm. Um, he got a little bit more personality. That interesting trivia you shared about him being in both Darkstalker properties, mm-hmm. the same voice actor. He had some personalities. Wish I could have seen him more like him. I have him tied with, like, within the same spot as uh, Sasquatch and Rikuo in that I really like him. I really like him in the game, too. He's one of the cooler characters to play as in that. Um but he just kind of leaves the plot of the OVAs after a certain point, and they would have liked to see more of him. Yep. Number nine's Pyron. Okay. Like his design. He gave that little smile. I boosted him up a, a few spots on the list. Pyron is number one for me. I knew it, yeah. There's I no love Pyron. Yeah. He, he is everything that I want a villain to be. Mm-hmm. He is He is just, he he's gloats. He's got horns, he's on fire, yeah. He's on fire, he's got, he you know. He can turn big. He can turn big, he's got horns, he smiles, uh, <laughs> he's just gloating, and he can't understand the power of friendship mm-hmm. uh, or anything else. Uh, cosmic Entity, I love him. Mm. Pyron's number one for me all the way. Yep. Uh, next is John Talbane. Mm-hmm. I like a werewolf. He seemed nice. <laughs> uh, he seemed like he would lend an ear, and he helps Felicia out a bit. Yeah, I, I have him down at 11 simply mm-hmm. because I don't like werewolf, uh, but I like him as a character, so I don't I don't hate him, but mm-hmm. the werewolf is my least favorite, yep. uh, you know, universal monster. monster so yeah. uh, Number seven, we didn't see them a lot, but I like their design a lot. We've got Bishamon. Yes. Bishamon, everyone's favorite haunted samurai armor thing. Same spot for me, actually. Wow. Yeah. Look how we did that. Hmm. You yeah. like Bishamon? I do. Mm. Very cool design. Yeah. Very weeb of you. Yes. Yes. Well, he had to go yeah. up there. Yeah. Uh, number six, Donovan Bane and Anita as a team. Donovan and Anita were on the other side of Bishamon for me. Mm. Uh, Bishamon was above them by one spot, but... Initially, I had them at the bottom. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> But, you know, but they, you, you they came got around some character to character growth. Um, yeah. I just like his design. I like the concept of, you know, the human representative in the tournament kind of being this monk who... Because it could have been a straightforward, like, Van Helsing vampire hunter D, you know, who we love, yes. you know, by themselves. But the fact that this didn't take that route, I thought, was very refreshing mm-hmm. uh, and made him more like a monk who is focused on the spiritual side of things so uh number five rakuo okay i like fishman well i already explained i had rakuo down at the bottom didn't even get a lot but he has cool like he like he's been hiding in the amazon for all these years he you know he travels through the rivers and stuff but unfortunately we didn't get to see a lot of that to the rivers and lakes that he was used to exactly yeah Uh, number four is felicia everyone's favorite musical loving cat same for me lovable yeah yeah She's the fan favorite, apparently. She gets a lot of the merch. Yeah, uh, same same spot. I, I probably would have had her lower at first, but this OVA series especially made her just charming. Mm-hmm. I love that she's setting up a musical theater trope. Yeah. Uh, that's she all she wants, wants. All she wants is a permit as opposed to uh, Dimitri. Mm-hmm. She just mm-hmm. wants to entertain. Yep. So, yeah, good. Yep. 
Uh, number three, Shenko. Mm-hmm. Love her. Very cool. I had Shen- uh, Shenko nearby at, like, number six. Because, mm. again, we don't get to see the hopping vampires a lot mm-hmm. in the media that makes it over here. So, yep. cool design. Number two, not even in this movie, but it's a Bonnie Baby Hood. Mm-hmm. <laughs> My main in Darkstalkers, when I play Darkstalkers. Of course. Where was she? I need that little Riding Hood girl. Was she... In was she like introduced so. by the later, second one, or was later, she? Yeah. yeah, it might have been that she was in three. Mm. Like it could have been that some characters. I don't be... care. I wanted her here. Invent her earlier. I know, but yeah. I'm just saying. <laughs> Replace her with Anita, or mm-hmm. Anita with her. Yeah, yeah. Mm. And I think you know who my number one is. Without a doubt, yeah. It's got to be Morgan and Lilith tied. Of course. Yeah. Um, Morgan. Uh, the the. Uh, these OVAs put Pyron at number one for me, obviously. Mm-hmm. Morgan, close second. Top-tier design, mm-hmm. top-tier personality. Yeah. She kind of subverts the tropes that you would expect from a succubus from and everything. Or how she looks, yeah. She's just like a take-charge aristocrat mm-hmm. who, you know, is tired of all the people shouting at each other. She yeah. wants to, to, you know, take charge and get things done. Mm-hmm. There's a reason she's beloved. Yeah. And it's and not just the new, it's not just the nude Nudity. stuff. No, it's no. you know, people there's like a whole golden bats. Bunch of reasons, yeah. yeah. So, Darkstalkers. Darkstalkers, indeed. Yeah. Um. So, the 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 crisis uh, in the mortal world has been resolved. Yes. Uh, the demon world's crisis is seemingly going to be resolved. That as Dimitri and Morgan enter, uh, you know, wedded bliss, presumably. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, you know, though sunlight has returned to this earth. Yeah. I think darkness is still surrounding this podcast, if I'm be. not mistaken. The dark Jonathan Ark is still in full effect. Yeah, so... Uh, inside parking as well. Yeah. Before you tease <laughs> that, is there anywhere that our audience can reach you? Uh, you can find me, Jonathan Kwiatkowski, at Losing My Mind, JK, on Instagram and the TikTok. You can check out my uh, profile on X, being Drink and Read JK. And uh, you can follow my other podcasts, including Nightcaps of the Theater and Drink and Read the Podcast. And you, Dan? Uh, you can follow me on Instagram, X, and threads at King underscore Danis, where I hope to continue posting artwork very soon. Uh, and once again, I'll give one final plug. If any of, uh, this Darkstalkers content has intrigued you, <laughs> these OVAs are still up for free on YouTube. And you check can just... out your local library. Y- yeah, or that, <laughs> uh, you know. Demand having... more Darkstalkers content. Yeah, at the library. Go yep. to the library, yes. hassle them about Where are uh, but go check them out if any of this has intrigued you, if you happen to enjoy the games but have never watched these. Uh, while they're up, you know, go strike while the iron is hot. Mm-hmm. But Jonathan, do you have a tease for us? Well, you know, we've fallen down into this pit, and we just keep getting lower and lower, mm-hmm. and I'm sure nothing bad's gonna happen. I mean, after all, next episode we're meeting the world's best dad. Oh boy. Okay. And we know we have no daddy issues on this podcast. Yeah, never. We've never encountered that. Nope. I hope it's a big turtle. Mm. No.
Here at Anime Was Not a Mistake, we have one mission. Whether you be a magical girl, a giant fighting robot, a raccoon, or just a fan of podcasts in general, we hope to one day arrive at a definitive answer to the following question. Is anime a mistake? While we obviously don't think so, there's no harm in expanding our weeb horizons now, is there? As of late, our humble little show is devoted to the analysis and discussion of movies, series, and episodes that show off that powerful art that is animation. However, none of this would be possible without listeners like you. If you like what you hear on Podbean, iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, and more, then why not support us on Instagram at Anime Was Not a Mistake Podcast, or on Facebook at Anime Was Not a Mistake Pod. We promise to go halfies on the sake with you. Join us, won't you? This time and the next. And with that, Dan and I leave you with a to-be-continued as the chill anime beats play. Sayonara.